What's up, y'all? It is Jason. We want to say welcome to say that, to say this, man. It is a, a crazy time right now where we feel like it's really important to address what's going on, man. And Josh, how you feeling, man? Bro, it's crazy, isn't it? Man, this is unbelievable. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's just one of those times that you know, it's never happened in, in our generation, this type of, uh, this type of lockdown. Um, I want to spend some time this morning and just talking about what this looks like. Uh, really, I would say, too, in the, in the light of, of, of what we do, where we spend uh, the bulk of our time, but really how this is, how this is affecting St. Louis and uh, the people that we love. Absolutely. For those that are new to the podcast, man, my name is Jason Watson. I'm the VP of Workforce Development at Mission St. Louis. And this is Josh Wilson, Executive Director at Mission St. Louis. And uh, you're uh, your wingman on the Say That to Say This podcast. <laughs> well, man, we, we really started this podcast because we really just wanted to have a voice into what's taking place in our community, in our city. And we're, we're two guys from two different backgrounds and um, it's just interesting when you kind of get two different people together, uh, look different, come from different places, and we really want to shoot elephants in the room, you know, and um, we're not afraid to have uncomfortable conversations uh, as long as those conversations lead to fruitfulness and healthiness. Yeah, that's exactly right. I would say, too, you know, as we are walking through what this podcast looks like, that it's exactly right. What we want to hit, some of these topics that oftentimes aren't communicated. And so if you just look back over the past episodes, we've, we've had some of these conversations. We're leaning into uh, what this could look like. And then we've had the opportunity to bring in quite a few guests. So I hope uh, listeners have enjoyed uh, the past few episodes. We've kind of brought different voices in inside of our city. But today's going to look a little different. Today, it's just you and I. Yeah. Uh, today, we're talking about uh, what is taking place specifically with this COVID-19 uh, and how it's affecting uh, our city, how it's affecting each other, I think, mm-hmm. and just being able to, to, to talk about how we're dealing with this. But then two, you know, I think the one of the beautiful things that, that we have this front row view to how it's affecting uh, all different parts of our city. Well, I'll start with myself, man. Um, if I'm honest, I think that um, I'm going to speak from the perspective of where I stand. Uh, I think first hearing about COVID-19, it was kind of a joke to me, you know, um, I kind of didn't really take it seriously. And even now, like, there's a sense of danger concerning it that I don't feel. Uh, I think some of it is connected, like, to my background, my experiences. Like, you know, I didn't been in shootouts. I didn't all types of stuff. You know what I mean? So uh, in joking but serious way, I'd be like, man, if I'm going to die from COVID, man, like, <laughs> I didn't duck bullets court chases, you know what I mean? All types of stuff. So from where, from where I sit, it, it kind of impacts me a little bit differently from that standpoint. But as I've seen individuals around me impacted and as I've seen the seriousness of it, obviously that's changed my heart and how I see it and how I view it. I do want to live. You know, I, I don't want to just survive. I want to live a fruitful life and I want to see others be able to do the same. You know what I mean? Um, so... Really, it's just kind of, it's heartbreaking in a lot of ways. And then there's been some really interesting beauties in it. You know, you look around and you see our entire city forced to stay in the house. I mean, people hanging out, like just, you know, it's just been interesting to see certain things, you know. Um, And maybe if it were not for the actual virus itself, the shut-in that it's created wouldn't be so bad. 
Um, I'm also interested. I would love to just see some numbers to see if crime rates, if th- has anything changed from that standpoint too. I've been thinking about those things, but definitely impacted, man. And um, then I think about the individuals I serve, you know, um, not that I have, I'm in the best place in life, but I don't know the last time that I thought about paying my mortgage, Yeah, you know what I mean? Or needing gas in my vehicle. Surviving. You know Surviving. Like, you know, obviously I have difficulties, but those aren't worries that I have in my day to day. And one of the beauties about doing the work that I do is I'm reminded when somebody like, man, I just need like $5 to put in my gas tank. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it recalibrates your thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I mean, just walking down here from upstairs, I mean, just the amount of like just diapers that are going out the door. Absolutely. So, you know, it's just been really interesting to see, man. Um, I think I'm still taking it all in. Yeah. Um, still trying to figure it all out. I try to social distance, but I'm like a, the highest <laughs> extrovert in the world. You know, so everybody else probably think this dude is not practicing, practicing social distancing. But yeah, man. Um, so it's a it's a, a myriad of different things, you know. Yeah. What about you? I I, I think I've been in a similar similar place, right? This is this is uncharted territory. Um, it has definitely shined a spotlight on my selfishness. Mm. You know, I'm a rebellious dude by nature. So uh, once you start getting government entities being like, you can do this, you can't do that, my first inclination is like, is is really a piece of it's the same, right? Like, man, how bad is this? Um, but I'm an extrovert, man. I desperately need people. So I find myself uh, kind of wanting to blur those lines a little bit, wanting to get out there, uh, wanting that interaction. And I would just say one of the things that it's done just in my heart is shine this spotlight on like areas of my life that I, that I just see selfishness. Uh, I see my, my own needs, my own wants, wanting to outshine what I know is right. What I know is we got to stay away from each other. We've got to... Uh, protect and you know we're we're both younger and so the the way in which this is impacting uh, those around us specifically you know the the spotlight on on the elderly and, and how this gets passed on I, that restriction for me has done uh, a work on, on on just the man that I am and going mm. like man I I I just feel myself more and more wanting to blur those lines and I Absolutely. know that I can't man um you know. It's interesting because someone really close to me uh, has tested positive that I know. And that's scary, even though, you know, you don't necessarily have to lose your life as a result of it. It's still one of those things that, um, you know, it, it, it raises, it, it heightens the situation, you know. Um, I mean, even seeing different celebrities that um, have had it has heightened the situation and seeing more cases in our city. I think for me, and some may call this an elephant in the room, um, my question, and this is just really an honest question. (laughs) So, you know, any new listeners, you know, we talk about different issues. I get to ask Josh stuff that sometimes I'm not around a white guy to get to ask, and you guys just get a chance to kind of catch it, and he gets to do the same for me. Um, From where you sit, when you see something like COVID-19, does it, does it reenact distrust in the government for you in any way? That's a great question. Um, I think that it goes to me, it kind of goes back to the conversation we had a few podcasts ago about um, understanding of police officers, right? Like I grew up, that's, that's to be trusted. 
right? right? And so I think there's always going to be this circle of trust that I have where I don't have any reason to believe there's, there's not many places that I have been harmed by. And so my first instinct is, is trust. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also coming from very uh, capitalistic, you know, background. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely concern, you know, mm-hmm. when, when I look at the ways in which harm has been done, but my first reaction is, is, is trust in a lot of ways. Interesting. And, you know, from where I sit, if I'm honest, you know, is distrust. And for those that, that may not know me well, um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, like in any stretch of the imagination. Like, um, I'm really, really not. Um, however, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine um, and we were talking about something else. And I might have mentioned this to you before, but I think it's important for the listeners to hear as well. But um, in talking to him, we were talking about, I forget what took place. And um, it was one event. And um, I was just saying, man, dag, like, do everything got to be a conspiracy, right? And this is, a, uh, this is a brother. This is an African-American male. And he says, look, Jason, man, he like, the interesting thing is we have every reason in the world to be conspiracy theorists. Like, when you look at situations that have taken place from the government standpoint, Situations like that, I mean, and we could walk through different things, particularly if we needed to. He was like, but there have been situations that have taken place specifically to African-Americans that has already created that distrust. So when we see something or when something takes place because of the types of things that have happened to us, I mean, you know, and we can we can name events if we wanted to, but that have been conspiracy behind them. Um, So. It's kind of like being in a relationship where someone continues to do the same thing over and over and over again. You no longer feel that gap in that relationship with trust. You start to feel that gap with distrust. And I'm not saying that's true for every African-American in the country. You know, um, I'm, I'm speaking for myself and a, a population of individuals that have experiences and, you know, see things similarly. Um, but that's what the moment I see something like this, I'm like, man, I don't. This is intentional. What is what is happening? Mm. You know, um, so it's just interesting that we sit in, in seats where the reason we feel a gap with trust from a relationship with an individual to the government to anything is because there has been um, something instilled or taught or shown to us that that gap of trust should, or you deserve to have that gap filled with trust. Sure. But when that trust has been consistently broken, it changes the way that you approach a situation. So with that, in, in light of the news that's, that's happened, in light of the lockdown, like what does, what does skepticism, like it sounds like immediately uh, faced with skepticism to the place that you're at now. I mean, we've, we've had multiple conversations in the last yeah. two weeks about some false narratives, about some of the conspiracy piece. Like what is that? journey look like from meeting this with some skepticism to where you're at right now? Well, I I think mainly the skepticism is still there, um, but coming to realize, like, I can't really do anything about what's happened behind the scenes. Um, However, what I can do is try to make sure that I manage it well in this time and make sure that I'm clear on things that I can find, um, that I can find accuracy in, making sure that I, I look forward to those things and I search out those things. Um, so for me, it's really 
<laughs> trying to make sure that I, I don't get it, number one, that I, I move in a way where regardless of what I think about it, that I don't put myself in harm's way. Um, and then number two, I still recognize that others are being impacted by it as well. And it's a really interesting like challenge because, you know, I love where I live. Like I, I, I love my city. I, you know, there's a sense in which I love this country. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's a lot of those things are entangled, but I think the journey for me is really trying to look outside myself and um, looking at other individuals and how they're being impacted and how we can kind of step up. And that's really what a lot of my team, even, you know, with Beyond Jobs has been doing, is really just trying to step up and reach out to individuals, connect with individuals. And you really just want to feel what other people are feeling. Yeah. And there's uh, that that's on both sides of, uh, of the aisle, too, right? So we've seen some irresponsibility on in all aspects of our city, from suburbs to places where there is economic flourishing, places where there lacks economic flourishing. We've seen people go to activities that were told not to, that yep. did. And we see people running the streets, yep. you know, on the drive-in <laughs> today, right? So so, so that, that's on both sides. What, what does that personal responsibility aspect, and maybe even there's been a lot of miscommunication, there's been a lot of narrative that's flipped and changed uh, what does that personal responsibility look like now? Where, where, where does the narrative need to be righted in some ways? A hmm. couple of ways I think the narrative can be corrected. I think number one is um, the truth about the impact of COVID-19, right? That it's real. <laughs> that is nothing to play with. It is no joke. And it is something to be taken very seriously. Um, and not to say that that narrative have, hasn't been painted to some degree, but Anytime you deal with social media thing, people can take this stuff and, and play around with it. I think that's number one. I think number two, the idea that individuals are not really being affected by it should be a narrative that does not exist. I mean, we see it on the ground. People are losing their jobs. Um, it's going to be a lot of impact, especially on the back end. You know, we talked about that the other day where I said it's a lot of relief, a lot of people stepping up right now. But six months, you know, three months, four months from now, um, it's going to be a big problem, you know. Um, so we need to recognize that. And I think the narrative needs to be not just focusing on right now, but thinking about how individuals, the less fortunate individuals, will be even the more impacted once we kind of get through this immediate crisis stage. So right now, I mean, where today there is stimulus package coming down from the government. Yep. Um, and so there is, and in the in the midst of that, right, there are folks that are currently being drastically impacted by the shutdown, quarantine, uh, and then there's folks that have the means that there's still fear, right? There's fear mm -hmm. across every piece, but. Uh, but future survival isn't necessarily there. Where do those two different understandings, where do those begin to meet, right? So if um, if somebody's looking at stimulus package of like, hey, here's my here's my bailout. This is all this is all going to come. It's going to hit my bank account. I'm going to be fine. You've talked about like, hey, some of the false narrative is that that's not true. We still have to be thinking about stewarding rightly for this six-month outlook. And then you got other folks that 
uh, have some of the means. Stimulus is going to be helpful, but it's not going to necessarily be life-changing. What does the engagement across some of these cultural lines need to look like? Man, I, honestly, I wish I had the answer for that. Um, it's interesting because I believe when fear sets in, the fears that already exist only heighten, mm -hmm. right? So the cultural distance that we already see that exists is only raised, you know, to, to a larger degree because now you have a fear, you know what I mean, um, even associated with, already, with what already goes on. You know, when we think about social distancing, and I mean, there's a lot of things to, to in the midst of this. Like, one, there are people who are battling depression, yeah. situational depression. You know what I mean? Um, there are people with mental health issues, like, you know, um, so being at home, being alone, being in a, for some of us, that may be a normal function. You know what I mean? But for some of, for others, that's difficult. It's difficult to be in the house, to be by yourself. Like, you know, there are, mothers who have lost children or lost a husband and or a wife and they're at home alone. You know what I mean? And, and the opportunity to go out and to be out and to do little things that they used to do is where life existed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when we think about the impact of individuals, we talking about, you know, a lot deeper, you know, even just riding through the seat. I mean, the homeless. I mean, you have to really think about the people that are on the ground you know, that that are sometimes like stroked over in the painting, you know, that we don't always see, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think even when we, when we think about the suburbs to the city, like just the distance, you know, what that looks like. I mean, we'll see some of those cultural racial barriers as well. I mean, when it comes down to testing, who receives testing? Where is testing available? You know what I mean? Um, so... It's crazy because, again, I believe that when we already have fears and then uh, something like this, a fear like this. Comes major crisis. A major crisis. It just heightens what already exists in our hearts. Yeah. So some of the ways that, that I think that, that I'm really proud of our organization in the midst of this is, is to your point, like uh, one of the answers that we saw was not just spewing resources, out, you know, to, to, to anything and everything. It, instead, the ability to, to have success coaches and job coaches on staff, I think one of the most beautiful things that, that we're seeing, and I'm seeing it I, today, um, and actually, I, if I look back at the last three days, some of the, the, the places that have given me the, the, the greatest hope is, is people just checking in like, hey, I'm not, I'm not asking for anything. I'm not looking, just like, how are you? How are you doing? Absolutely. What's going on? That part, is, that part has been huge. And then as we have digested some of the needs that we're seeing inside of our own family, inside of our own uh, Mission St. Louis community, a lot of that's come out through not spewing out text messages or emails. A lot of it's come through one-on-one -on -one conversation. Hey, mm -hmm. where are you at? What's going on? And, and in that, to your point, like, there's a piece that meeting some felt needs is drastically and rightly important, but there's also a piece of like, and we need to be talking. We need to be having communication, fighting some of that depression, knowing that you're not alone, that there's people advocating for you is something that, that I'm really proud of. And we have to be thinking about the, the long-term and short-term, you know, even the conversation we've had, you know, as we've been um, raising funds for our relief to be able to support those who are less fortunate in dealing with COVID-19 
and trying to create a plan around, you know, those individuals, the donors who have supported us. And thank you to everybody that yeah. has, has supported that effort. We're really excited about the work we're involved in, but just trying to balance that out. Like, do we, everybody's got resources right now. Do we jump in right now? And because we know we want to meet some of those felt needs. Do we think realistically? Because, you know, one of the points I made is Amron, for example, who may be saying, hey, we're not going to shut everybody off, but people are still being billed. So, you know, three or four months from now when they say, hey, it's time to start paying those bills, like how do we want to support individuals? Do we want to meet these immediate needs? Do we want to be mindful of long term? So, you know, there are a lot of different strategies and, and approaches to take and all and there's not necessarily a wrong or a right. You know what I mean? Um, like you said, some people need immediate needs met food. They need toiletries. They need transportation. They need, you know, financial support in some way, shape, form, or fashion. It could be that they need um, access to health care. It could be that they need daycare assistance, any of those things. Um, and we could meet some of those immediate needs, but then thinking, you know, three or four months from now, do we want to be preparing ourselves to serve individuals in that place as well? So, Which is a right, it's a right reality. For for those of you guys who um, maybe maybe listening to this in that place of of need, um, we have uh, a resource on the. If you go to missionstl.org, uh, the first landing page that, that you're that you're going to hit, there's an opportunity for you to request assistance. Um, so if you want to check that out, go click that. We would love to connect with you. But then also uh, right next to that tab is this uh, community uh, COVID emergency fund that we've put together. Uh, I think right now is it today raised around uh, $7,000 for people just saying like, hey, I want to be a part of this. And uh, and then knowing too, I think it's important for us to talk about knowing too that the mindfulness of what the next two months, four months, six months looks like uh, is really a part of the strategy that, that we're putting together. So for those of you that may be in need of uh, some assistance, but some of you that are just going like, hey, what are, what are practical ways that, that I can get involved? Tons of information on there. If you want to check it out, missionstl.org. And just so everybody knows with that particular fund, every dime, of that funding will go directly to individuals. Yep. It won't pay for anything else. Um, so that means if, if if you've been thinking like, man, where can I give to make sure that it touches the ground? We promise you that every dime of that money will touch the ground, um, meaning touching individuals' hands in practical ways. Um, and that's really what we're all about, you know. Um, so I'm really excited, man. I, I wanted to kind of pivot a little bit. We've talked a lot about how people have been impacted by COVID-19. Um, some of the, the skepticism surrounding it, but there's also been some some pros um, as it relates to this. Uh, but what are ways that you can encourage people who are listening, things that they can do or get involved in, or just things that have encouraged you that you've seen? Through well, I'll, I'll just say personally in this, like the time that I have had with my family being locked in, like, you know, kids drive me crazy. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I, I have, I'm realizing quickly that uh, that fourth grade math, uh, third, fourth grade math is, is yeah. needs some attention yeah, from absolutely. Josh Wilson. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, but that, but that time with my family uh, in this season has been uh, a tremendous mercy and a tremendous blessing. Uh, and then on top of this, like, where did all these people on my street come from? Like everybody <laughs> is out, out getting that walk. I'm like, I've never seen your face before. Real and, uh, and so, you know, I mean, obviously um, uh, the social distancing thing is, is true, but man, the amount of people that are just going out for, I mean, my wife and I took a five mile walk the, the wow. other day and just had to, it gave us space to talk about stuff that we hadn't talked about before. So we're seeing a lot of beauty in, in that. We're seeing, uh, 
man, just our, our city awakened in uh, some ways that, that people getting out, going on walks uh, as families. It's just been, it's been really neat to see that. And then, you know, obviously there's a lot of the, the neighborhood Facebook pages and yeah. um, uh, some of these different websites to watch ways in which I'm, I'm getting to experience neighbors caring for each other and, and, and doing some random things has been, uh, been really beautiful touch points of relationship. Man, I mean, and artwork so- too. Artwork, man. I got, we got sidewalk chalk everywhere. Yeah. In uh, in our neighborhood, there's uh, there's been families that have been putting like bears in windows, and so they call it a bear hunt. My kids yeah. are always like walking around, like, all right, where's where's the bear at this house? So, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's tight, man. Um, it's been interesting for me, man. I think first just thinking about healthcare workers, man. Yeah. Um, exposing yourself to like that being your job every day. Um, man, it's just mind blowing to see like you do that work. I mean, not because because of the money or the job itself. It's because this is what I'm called to do. You know, and I know individuals that are in healthcare and that that are in the health field, you know, and, um, or or on the ground, you know what I mean? Um, and I respect those individuals. So that's been amazing to see, there's been a lot of different ways that I've seen individuals just stepping up. Um, it's been, you know, really creative things I've been seeing as well. You know, people online taking time to start up businesses, to jumpstart things that they need to get done. Um, that's been really, really interesting to see. Um, it's also been great even for our organization to just see us pivot as well. I mean, you know, for those that are familiar with Mission St. Louis, you know, um, we tend to, while we believe charity is important, uh, we don't spend a lot of our work um, in charity. But in times like these, when you recognize and see the need, we think it's important. And not only is it important, it's necessary that you pivot to serve and meet the times and the needs of individuals. So while charity may not be something we do 365 days a year, um, right now we see the need and we say as an organization, it's not about what we do programmatically. Yep. It's about what's the needs of our city and the people in it. Yep. Um, so that's just amazing to see, you know, um, to say, hey, there is a way we could pivot. Um, it's also been encouraging, like I say, like seeing people online encouraging each other. You've seen uh, COVID-19 clubs popping up. <laughs> you know, you could, you could literally go online on Facebook or Instagram and it's a DJ, like, playing music and everybody joining in like that's been that's been really really amazing man um so that's been good i mean and then on top of that i feel like people should be saving some money you yep. know to some i mean ain't no shopping the other day i said man i need a pair of shoes i said what i need some shoes for i mean it ain't nothing to do you know what i mean uh so i think um it's been some really beautiful things of course seeing people connect um you know everybody practicing social distancing to some degree, but we're all probably breaking the rules to some degree a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, and you but, talked about, I mean, you talked about the healthcare workers, but you also, I mean, service industry is also taking this huge absolutely. hit. It's been really, it, I've gotten to watch just through social media platforms, some restaurants uh, really working hard through social media, Man. pivoting as an organization, uh, as a restaurant to go, Hey, we're going, we're going carry out. And then even, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to watch, uh, Grace meeting three is a, a great example of them going like, Hey, we want to make sure people get fed. And so Absolutely. how many people and generosity have gone like, Hey, we just want to throw some meals out there. Uh, and even going to mom and pop spots. That's one encouragement I would give, man. Like, you know, stop at those restaurants that's only able to do carry out right now that are trying to stay alive. You know, those places that you frequent, you know, and I know even that could be fearful, you know. 
Um, but just just finding ways to really support the city, um, to support individuals. Uh, it's been great conversations, you know, going around. It's been amazing to see love being shown. So it, it's really been one of those things that just kind of open your eyes to say, like, man, like, we missing something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there is a sense in which this has re-sparked something where it's like, can't nobody go to a club. You can't go nowhere. If you gotta, if you gonna decide to have a drink, you gotta do that at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're like you're literally confined to your space. And I wonder again, if that's leading to some deeper relationship and conversations. Absolutely. The one thing that I was gonna encourage listeners to do is, man, to call that friend or call that family member that you know is normally isolated, that you know is normally alone, or call that extrovert. You know that you know is used <laughs> to being around people. You know, and now they are alone. I'm one of those individuals, by the way. I'm not going to put my, my phone number on the podcast, but... <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me. But no, seriously, you know, call individuals, man. Have conversations. This is a great time for reconciliation. Um, this is a great time to reflect, you know, on where you are and, and where you want to be. Um, but I think also it, it's a great time to to look out you know, and, and ask yourself, like, purpose in life. Relook at our value and our legacy. You know what I'm saying? And um, Yeah, man, that's exactly right. Um, so, too, I mean, I, I think going off of that point, um, man, call, call your extrovert friends, right? They, <laughs> they, they need some love. Um, but you're that guy. I'm that guy. Uh, so tell me. What are you doing? I mean, obviously, this is a crazy season for us, and, and, and we're, we're not shut down. We're working uh, almost Absolutely. around the clock right now uh, with what we're doing. But what are you doing? Like, what are you doing at home? What's keeping your attention? Uh, what's bringing you life? What's that, uh, that Netflix uh, series that you're watching now? Like, uh, how are you staying busy? Hey, man, so to be honest, um, man, I've been- Don't tell me Tiger King. <laughs> no, not Tiger King. <laughs> So if we're going to start with Netflix, I've been watching uh, All American, yep. which is a great show, by the way. Um, please check that mug I'm out. It's in season two. Um, it's a great show. Um, really, really good show. So been watching that. But if I'm honest, I've been in creative mode, man. Um, so for me, an outlet for me is a studio. For those that may not know, we do have a music studio in the building. So Outside of work hours, man, I've been coming in and just creating, you mm. know, and just that's that's my way of getting things off my chest and communicating about what I see and what I'm feeling. So that's been really therapeutic for me. You know, it's been times I'd have been in the studio to five in the morning, you know what I mean? And just really just sitting, listening, taking in. Um, I also like just even the ride from home to work and from work back, like right now, because there's emotion in the air because mm. nobody's there. You know what I mean? So as an artist and as a writer, um, it's inspirational because, like, I imagine what would be taking place if there were no cars or if, you know, when I'm driving home and it's, like, it's empty. You know what I mean? It's like, man, like, it, it feeds certain emotions and feelings. So been doing that, um, playing a video game, hanging with my boys. We've been chilling. Um, me, me and Zay and Jalen made some – Grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. If you've never had one, grilled grilled PB and J. Next level. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, man. So just been doing that. Zay has been in creative mode. I'm actually gonna get him in here this weekend so he can record his uh, YouTube channel. Okay. Um, so you know, I just really been creative lately. You know, um, obviously the work that you know I'm speaking outside of Mission St. Louis. You know, been working on curriculum and really trying to get prepared for where we're headed next but 
in my personal life, that's been it, man. The studio, um, the video game, Netflix. All American, is that what you said? All American, man. All right. All right. Dude, I, I tell you what, I'm I'm almost ready for this to be done just so uh, I can get some rest because these house projects about to kill me, man. Oh, wifey, got you. Bro, bro, we are knocking some <laughs> stuff out. That list is getting chopped away. Wow. Uh, so, dude, I, I, I spent a lot of time on that, which has been really, really good. Uh, so, some uh, some work around the house needed to get done. Right, right. The, uh, the other pieces, you know this about me, and I, I, sh- I probably shouldn't be saying it on this podcast because I get a little bit embarrassed, but... And the, the place that I find like the biggest relief is I, I love to fish, man. I just love to fish. And so it's, uh, right, right. I, I love to fly fish. And so, uh, I, I went and borrowed a, um, went and borrowed a fly tying set and uh, I got in on that, which was fantastic. So I started uh, tying my own flies. I needed something that I could see through to completion. <laughs> and, uh, for that, that for me has given me a, a, a ton of, uh, a ton of life and creativity outlet. And then we've been watching, it's an old show, but we've been watching a Point of Interest uh, uh-huh. and tracking through it. So if, uh, if you're bored and you've burned yeah. through all your uh, Netflix stuff, I got Ozark in the, in the queue. Uh, that latest season just came out. But right now we've been, we've been getting through Point of Interest and it's been good for us. That's good, man. That's good. Well, listen, man, to all of our listeners, man, we want you to stay safe. Please take this serious, man. Wash your hands. You know, practice social distancing. Call your friends. Um, have create some outlets, you know, during this time. I say all that to say this. We are in the midst of a time that's crazy for the entire world. Um, you're not going crazy if you're worried, if you're scared, if you're fearful. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. We probably all sit in that seat to some degree. Um, however, I believe that if we continue to work hard, if we care for each other, if we love for each other, love on each other, we'll be able to not only see ourselves through this, but we'll be able to see some beauty in the midst of it. Um, and that's really what I'm trying to do, despite, you know, you got personal life going on, and then you got this stuff going on on top of your personal life. You know, so I just want to encourage everybody, man, that this is really a time for us to reflect, to look inside of ourselves, to decide where we want to go. You got something sat us down. You know what I mean? We've been sat down. Um, unintentionally, you know what I mean? So might we utilize this time in a way where we can, however long this takes for us to get through this process, that we could look back and say, man, that was a good time for me to reflect and invest in myself. Real talk. Stay safe. Stay isolated. Don't be rebellious. Uh, I, I, think those are, I think those are good words. And then two, man, if you're alone, if you, uh, if you need something, please reach out. Uh, that may be to a neighbor. That may be on the Facebook group. That may be through through Mission St. Louis. If, if there's something that we can help you with, we want to be there. Uh, please check that out. And then if there's ways that you are looking to engage in a meaningful way where you want your dollars and or resources to to hit the ground, missionstl.org. There's, there's, uh, there's two tabs up there. Please check those out. Uh, whether you want to get involved, you want to find ways to serve or uh, if there's something that you need, uh, maybe that's just a phone call. We got a great, incredible staff that would love to pick up the phone and uh, and reach out. So please do that. Absolutely, man. And we thank you for joining us for another episode. To say that, to say this, we hope everybody's staying safe. Over and out. See you.